Ah, ah, ah. Don't touch that dial. This is Blondie. You've got a date with me. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Ashley Woodard. Raise that curtain, Ashley. Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Whisper of how I'm yearning to mingle with the old-time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway. Say that I'll be there ere long. Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Whisper of how I'm yearning to mingle with the old-time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway, say that I'll be there ere long. Thank you, Ashley. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, there are three things you can count on. Death, taxes, and road construction. I'm here to tell you that there is one more thing you can count on. Quality, affordable entertainment from the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players have been around for over 30 years and have produced some of the finest comedies, musicals, and children's theater. You may have seen such fine productions as Steel Magnolias, Auntie Mame, South Pacific, Annie, and Elf the Musical Junior, just to name a few. The Watertown Players makes its home at 210 South Water Street in the market right here in downtown Watertown. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, our weekly visit with the Bumsteads takes us to the offices of the J.C. Dithers Construction Company, where Dagwood works. There's Dagwood now, and Blondie, standing just outside the door of Mr. Dithers' private office, staring after the retreating back of F. Wooly Waldemar, interior decorator. Listen, Blondie, what's that feller hanging around here for? Oh, he's been working here, dear. Working here? Uh-huh. We just finished doing over Mr. Dithers' office. Well then, doing what? Redecorating. Don't you remember, dear? You said I could fix it up a little while Mr. Dithers was away on his trip. Yeah, but gosh, I thought you were just going to push the furniture around in different places, like you do at home sometimes. Golly, I don't know what Mr. Dithers will say. Oh, he'll love it, Dagwood. After he gets used to it, his new office is going to change his whole disposition. Change dithers? Mm-hmm. From now on, he'll be very calm and polite. Dithers will be polite? Hey, what did you do to that office? You'll see in a minute. Now first, can you remember what Mr. Dithers' office used to look like? I'll say. He had me on the carpet in there often enough. 
those days are gone forever, Dagwood. It was the office had such a bad effect on him. It had no more personality than a refrigerator. Oh, refrigerators are all right. You'd take along around bedtime when you need a little snack. I meant an empty refrigerator, Dagwood. Oh, well, that's bad. Dither's office did look like an empty refrigerator, only colder. Well, Mr. Waldemar fixed that. He explained to me that what was wrong with Mr. Dither's was bad chromatics. Is that so? Dither's never said a word about it. Our old bookkeeper has it, though. It keeps him cranky all the time. No, Dagwood. Chromatics are colors. If you have the wrong ones around you, it makes you cross. But everything changes when you get the right motif. Yeah, sure, but get the what? The right motif. A motif is, well, it, it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, maybe you just better show me what happened to Dither's place. Well, all right. Give me your hand and shut your eyes. I'm going to give you a big surprise. You mean open your mouth and shut your eyes, don't you? No, dear, it's not that kind of surprise. Now don't peek until I say so. Uh-huh. Open the door. Lead me in. Stand right here. Are you ready? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you'd better break it to me gently. What's the, uh, motif of Dither's office now? Gone with the wind. How's that? Mr. Waldemar was influenced by gone with the wind in this color scheme. Open your eyes and look. Well, I guess I'd better... Too blondie. Don't you like it? Let me, let me sit down. Oh, Dagwood, not that chair. <laughs> oh, dear. That chair was a hundred years old. Yeah, I guess that's gone with the wind, too. Uh, what's the idea of antiques in an office, honey? Why, everything in the room is made to give Mr. Dithers a peaceful feeling, like the peace and quiet of the Old South before the war. Yeah, but when he first sees it, the war will begin. Gosh, look, pink curtains on the windows. Not pink, Dagwood. Peach bloom. Mr. Waldemar says the delicate warmth of peach bloom just does something to him. It'll do something to Dithers, too. He hates pink. Why, he can't hate pink, Dagwood. It's one of his colors. He's supposed to vibrate pink. He'll vibrate to it. He'll shake himself apart, vibrating. Hey, who strung those paper flowers around the edge of his desk? Those are magnolias, Dagwood. Mr. Dithers can make believe he's an old southern gentleman lolling in his garden. What would Dithers be doing in a garden during business hours? Why, daydreaming and smelling flowers. Nuh-uh. That's Ferdinand the Bull who smells flowers. Dithers hates flowers. Oh, then it's time he learned better. If he doesn't appreciate all we're trying to do for him... Shh! Honey, not so loud. We're not alone. What do you mean, Dagwood? Over there, in the dark corner, see? Some lady standing there. What? Oh, <laughs> that's no lady, Dagwood. That's Scarlet O'Hara. Well... What's she doing where the hat rack used to be? She is the hat rack. Eh? If that's the hat rack, what's it got a skirt on for? 
Well, it was too modern a note for Gone with the Wind, so Mr. Waldemar put a crinoline skirt and a poke bonnet on it. Yeah? Uh, what's that supposed to do to Dithers? It's to remind him of his manners, bring out his southern chivalry. Every time he sees Scarlet, he'll bow and raise his hat. And every time he sees me, he'll scowl and raise his foot. Golly, I'm glad he's out of town tonight. Maybe we'll have time to get this place cleared out before... The phone. Hey, where's the phone? Under the glass case with the wax flowers. To... How do I get at it? I'll lift the glass. There. Thanks. Hello? Mr. Bumstead, call for you from your own office. Yeah, uh, listen, Gertie, who's ever there, stall them a minute. Call me back. Yeah, but Mr. Bumstead, the call is from... Call me back in a minute. Oh, look, Blondie, somebody waiting in my office. Yes, dear, I'll run along. I've got to get dinner anyway. Now don't worry. If Mr. Dithers doesn't like his new motif, it can be changed. Don't be late for dinner. Oh, listen, don't get any ideas from Waldemar on dinner. Give me just a meat and potato motif. All right, dear. We'll have a beef motif. Hmm, getting dark in here. Well, the darker it gets, the better it looks. Hello, Gertie. I'll take that call now. Okay, Mr. B. Go ahead, please. J.C. Dithers Company, office of J.C. Dithers, Bumstead speaking. Bumstead! Ha <laughs> ha, that's pretty good. Uh, what's pretty good? That imitation of Dithers. Uh, say, who is this? It's Dithers, you idiot. D -d 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 dithers I thought you were away. Well, I'm back. B back? Back where? Back in the office. I'm in your office. So am I. No, no, Bumstead, you're not here. I'm in your office. Well, I'm in your office. What is this, an echo game? Don't repeat everything I say. No, sir, I was just... Now, where are you? I'm over here in your office. Well, I'm over here in... Uh, never mind. I'll come over there. No, no, you stay where you are. No, no, you stay where you are. I mean, don't come over here. Listen, Bumstead, I'll meet you in my own office. No, no, I'll meet you in my... Please don't come over here to your office. Nonsense, Bumstead. I'll go to my own office if I want to. But wait till you have time to make up your mind before you make up your mind. I mean, if you think the curtains are pink at first, just think of peaches in bloom before the war. And if you don't like the hat rack O'Hara, why, just remember the whole office is gone with the wind, and so has the wastebasket. Uh, see what I mean, Mr. Dithers? Well, Bumstead... Quiet. I'm talking to Dithers on the phone. Mr. Dithers... Mr. Dithers, why don't you answer me? Where are you, Mr. Dithers? Right here, with you, in my office. Uh, listen, uh, let's not start that again. Uh, hey, uh, you're here. Can't you see me? Don't, uh, don't turn on the light yet. Uh, just wait till I say goodbye on the phone. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Dithers. He's here now. I mean, uh, hello, Mr. Dithers. Uh, come right in. Uh, welcome home. But don't sit on anything. I suppose I can hang up my hat, can't I? Oh, I beg your pardon, madam. I thought Bumstead was alone. I am. That's just Scarlet O'Hatrack. Where's that light switch? Bumstead! 
Yes, sir? What in blazes has been going on here? Chromatics. They're... they're good for you. I mean, Blondie thought. That is, I told her. Are you responsible for this, Bumstead? Well, I... Pink curtains! Bah! Wax flowers! Bah! It's supposed to soothe you. It's the old sooth itself. I mean, it's the old South. Listen, Bumstead. I rushed home to keep an important engagement with Senator Dobson. He's due in this room in two minutes from now, and he's never late! He is early. Listen, Bumstead, if that is the senator, I'll have to let him in. And if I do let him in, he'll see this place. And if he does see this place, I lose a deal, as sure as your head is full of feathers. Yeah, but... And if I do lose this deal, Bumstead... I know. I know. Then open the door, Bumstead. And if it's the senator, keep right on going. Down to your office and wait till you hear from me. Yes, sir. To come in, Senator. Bumstead! Yeah, I've got most of my things out of my desk. You have? What for? Put them back, put them back. Well, I thought. You said... Cheer up, Bumstead. It must be this office you have that gets you down. We'll have to brighten it up, like mine. Well, all I can say is, I'm sorry. Like, like yours? You like yours now? I never saw anything like it. Neither did I. The effect on Senator Dobson was electric, positively uncanny. What happened? I wish you could have seen it, Bumstead. He walked in took one look at the place, and lost his power of speech. That's tough. On a senator. He acted like a man in a trance. When he came to, he had a pen in his hand, and he was signing a contract with me. Gosh, that's great. Let me call Blondie and tell her you like the office. Wait a minute. Now that we have the contract with Dobson, we've got to get busy on that dingle deal. The what? Dingle. Oh, you mean like... A canner, exceedingly canny, one morning said to his granny, No, no, dingle, not jingle, dingle, the dingle deal, that dingled all during December. Dobson's people want to buy the dingle residence and grounds as a site for the new old folks' home they're going to build. Oh, yeah, now I remember. They'll pay $15,000, but the deal has to be closed by tomorrow. That's too bad. What's the matter now? You haven't let Miss Dingle get away from us on the sale, have you? Well, I tell you, she won't sell for $15,000. She wants what her father paid for the place back in boom times, after the war. That house of hers wasn't built after the war. I meant after the Civil War. Hey. What's the matter? Civil War. Gone with the wind. I've got an idea. Go ahead, but it better be good. It's a Lulu. Uh, Listen, the Dingo place is old-fashioned, and so nobody will pay her price as it stands. But suppose we gave it a dose of chromatics, like your office, only made it up to date. Then we could get her price and make the sale. It would cost too much to bring it up to date. No, it wouldn't. That's where Blondie comes in. Where? Why, she and this feller Waldemar could do the decorating for free, almost. Mm, I don't know, Bumstead. Maybe Miss Dingle wouldn't want anybody experimenting with her house. These maiden ladies can be set in their ways. I'll call her up and ask her if we can do one room, huh? Well, okay. Call her. Swell. Hey, Gertie, 
get me long distance. Long distance? The minute you have an idea, it costs money. Well, Miss Dingle's out of town. She's at Hot Springs. Hot Springs? Why didn't you wait until midnight and get it right? Why, we wouldn't have the time. You said the sale has to go through tomorrow. Say, that's right. Dobson's people are restless. If we can't deliver, they'll take another place and another builder. Well, we will deliver. I'll make Miss Dingle let us try my scheme. Then I'll get Blondie and she can get Voldemort. And he'll get some paint and stuff and go to work right away. And then Blondie can go out and help. That's the spirit, Bumstead. Stop for nothing. No, sir. I'll go out myself. Uh, right after I've had my dinner. This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players has been a staple of this community for over 30 years. Founded by William F. Yonke III, this little community theater troupe started out performing the annual Christmas play at the Octagon House Museum. After years of roaming the streets in search of a place to call home, the Watertown Players found 210 South Water Street in the market right here in downtown Watertown. Thespians of all sizes and ages are welcome on this stage, from the tiniest of Tims to the oldest of Ebenezers. You will always find wonderful entertainment in the theater of the Watertown Players. For further information on the Watertown Players, please follow the group on Facebook. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. This is Miss Dingle's house, I guess. I don't see any lights in it anywhere. My, it's dark out here. Well, I found this card on the iron gate. It says, quiet, artist at work. That must mean Voldemort. He came out here as soon as I phoned him. Isn't he sweet? Yeah, he sure is. Well, if he's that fussy about noise, we can leave the car here and walk to the house. It isn't that far up the path. It's funny he'd be working in the dark, though. He's a fast worker. Maybe he's all through. Say, we'd better wait till the morning. Well, you're not afraid of the dark, are you? Who? Me? Uh, no. Hey, what's that? Some bird flew by in the dark. Who? Who? What did he say? Who? Who? Dither's Construction Company. Uh, Bumstead speaking. Oh, Dagwood, that's an owl. Oh, uh, sure, uh, sure. Uh, I knew it was an owl. Come on, Dagwood. Oh, my, this is a spooky old place. I wouldn't want to live here all alone, like Miss Dingle. I'd rather marry old Mr. Courtney. Who's he? He lives right near here, too. He's sweet on her. He's been for about 30 years. Follows her everywhere. Yeah? Thirty years, eh? Well, if he keeps it up, she'll know he's serious anyway. Here's the house. Yeah, uh, here's a door, too. Locked. Oh, dear. Mr. Waldemar must have gone home. I hope he put the key back for us. Miss Dingle said she kept it under some bird seed, But I forgot where she kept the bird seed. In an empty bird cage on the back porch. This is the back porch, but I don't see any cage. I can't see anything. 
Uh, here's a flower pot, though. Yep, here's the key. And now I'll get the door open. Wait, I have a funny feeling about this place, Dagwood. As though something was wrong about our going in. Well, gosh, honey. We've come all the way out here, and I want to see what Voldemort did to the living room. We'll just take a peek anyway. Boy, it's dark. Can you find a light switch? Yeah. Look, a big chandelier. And only one measly bulb. Oh, Dagwood. Boy, it's a mess, isn't it? Why, Mr. Waldemar hasn't done a thing. Yeah, he's torn down the curtains and piled up the pictures. But look at the walls and the ceilings. Oh, look at the dust and the cobwebs and spiders. Here's the paint we sent out and the chintz to cover the furniture. Here's a note from Mr. Waldemar, isn't it? Let's see. Yeah, a fine thing. Well, let me read it. Dear Bumsteads, I simply cannot go on. Too, too depressing. Horsehair furniture, my dear. And the very sight of horses gives me hay fever. So I'm fleeing in definite dismay. Yours, F. Wally Waldemar. The quitter. Oh, Dagwood, I'm sorry. But it is an awful looking room. Well, I don't know what I'm going to say to Dithers. If I let him down this time, I'll get worse than hay fever. We can't let him down, Dagwood. We're not quitters, too. No, but I wouldn't know where to start or what to do. I would. I've always wanted to decorate a big room like this. We've got paint and chintz and new pictures and everything. And we've got from now till 9 o'clock tomorrow when Miss Dingle gets home. Then what are we waiting for, Dagwood? Come on. I'll start by sweeping the floor. I'll get those spider's webs down. Then I'll baste up the curtains. And I'll paint the walls. We'll show them, Dagwood. Yeah, you bet we will. <laughs> Dagwood? Dagwood, wake up. It's broad daylight. <laughs> yep. Oh, where am I? Still in Miss Dingle's house, dear. You've been asleep. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Dagwood. Right after you got the last brushful of paint on the ceiling, you practically collapsed. Gosh, have you been working ever since? Well, my work was easy. It looks real homey now, Dagwood. See? Is, is this the same room we came into last night? You'd never know it now, would you? Color does make such a difference. Did you figure all this out in the dark? Uh-huh. The rug was a warm brown to start with, under all that dust. It was a good rug once, and I started with that. Say, that deep yellow looks good on the walls. You put it on beautifully, dear. And see the drapes? Brown, green, and yellow. And look at the chair covers. Kind of grape-colored. I wouldn't think all these colors would go together. But they do, see? I got my idea from a vineyard full of grapes I saw once, in the autumn. Grapes? Hmm. I wonder if Miss Dingle won't think grapes are pretty gay. I bet she wants to be gay. Look what's over the fireplace. Hey, 
That's our picture of two lovebirds. Well, it's better than that dish of dead trout that was up there before, isn't it? I don't know whether lovebirds are just the thing for a maiden lady, like Miss Dingle. Oh, Dagwood, don't you like the room? Sure, you bet. You were swell to stick around and work all night, Blondie. You did most of it yourself. Well, it's done, thank heaven. Yeah, now all we have to do is wait for Miss Dingle. Hey, think that's her now? I shouldn't think a maiden lady would have to knock that hard on her own door. Bumstead! Why, it's Mr. Dithers. Come on in. Good morning, Mr. Dithers. Oh, hello. Bumstead, what in the name of the seven suspicious sisters are you doing here? Me? Why, you know, decorating and stuff. We just got through. Decorating? Decorating what? This room. How do you like it? You've done this room over. Sure. What's the matter? Oh, I knew you'd put your foot in it somehow, Bumstead. Yeah, sure, but hey, what have I done now? You've done the wrong room. Oh, Dagwood! In the wrong house! Dagwood! This isn't Mrs. Dingle's? No, hers is across the road. This is Mr. Courtney's, and he isn't going to like it. What's all this? What's all this? Who's in here, Dithers? What's going on? Ah! Where am I? What's become of my living room? This is it. No! Yes, it is, Mr. Courtney. Only, it's had its face lifted. My room! My house! No, no, no! I knew he wouldn't like it. You, Dithers, you know these people? Sure, I work for him. Ah, then you'll make good, Dithers. You've got money all sue. Now listen, what have I done? Your underlings have ruined my home. Oh, now that isn't fair to say, Mr. Courtney. If cleaning out a musty old room full of dust and... And spiders. My spiders! Where are they? You don't mean you like spiders. Silence, sir! Let these vandals speak. Where is Alice? Who? Alice! She lived over there between the fireplace and the ceiling. Ah, uh, lived where? Blondie, I think he's cuckoo. Now, Mr. Courtney, I'll help you find Alice. What did she look like? Uh, like a queen, madame, as indeed she was. The queen of the arachnids, the empress of web weavers. You mean Alice was one of the spiders? Yeah. Uh, listen, Mr. Courtney, we'll get you more spiders, uh, better than the ones you had. No, there'll never be another one like Alice. Listen, Courtney, let's be reasonable about this. Reasonable, sir? I think the court will find me reasonable enough. The court? Oh, yes. I'll drag you through every court in this land to get my rights. Nonsense! You can't sue for spiders. Indeed. Then perhaps, sir, you will tell me what's become of my trout. Trout? What trout? You mean the picture that was over the mantle? Uh, to you, it was just a picture. To me, it was an heirloom. Those trout had been in my family for three generations. That's a long time to keep fish. Don't, Dagwood. Where are my trout, Dithers? Where are they, Bumstead? Well, uh, see, it was like this. I kind of stepped back off the ladder and into the trout. They were too old to stand it. Ruined! Gone forever! You'll pay for this, Dithers! All right, all right. I'll pay to have this room put back as it was. 
I'll mend the trout and replace the spiders. I'll get you special spiders out of my garage. Big, shiny black ones with red spots underneath. Send me the bill. Hey, don't go, Mr. Dithers. Don't worry, Bumstead. I'll see you in the office. Now don't blame this all on Dagwood, Mr. Dithers. I got him into it. Yes, and he got me into it. Now try and get out of it. Spiders. Ah! Oh, dear. Uh, listen, Mr. Courtney, we didn't know it was your room. No, we certainly didn't. Don't you like the room at all now? Too frivolous, too gay. What's that over the mantle where the trout ought to be? Lovebirds. Lovebirds? Indecent. Oh, but you've been in love, Mr. Courtney. I know. Blondie, shh. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Everybody knows he loves Miss Dingle. I bet he was down at the station to meet her when she came in this morning. Upon my word! What's wrong now? Miss Dingle! I left her outside this house, waiting! Oh, my! I guess she got tired of waiting. I should think she would, after thirty years. Silence, sir! I'll have you know that I have frequently offered Miss Dingle my hand. She's always done me the honor to refuse. Come in, come in, my dear. Thank you. Josiah, why, why, what have you done to this room? I didn't do it. It was these young people. Well, hello, Miss Dingle. We thought it was your house. You thought it was my house? Oh, I, I wish it was. It's lovely. Eh? You like it? Oh, yes. So warm and rich and peaceful. Why, it's like, like a vineyard in autumn. Hear that, Dagwood? Yeah, that's what Blondie had in mind, Miss Dingle. Uh, Miss Dingle, my, my dear Dora, did I understand you to say that you wished this was your house? Eh? I do. Then... Then why not make it yours? You might take me with it. Would you open all the windows, Josiah? Let in the sunlight and the breeze? Would you make all the rooms warm and bright, like this one? Could you do that? I could try. And could you try to forget your great-great-grandfather's whims and all the past that's covered with dust? And remember, when we were young, so long ago? Was it too long ago, Dora? Not if you remember. Oh, I do. Oh, Dora, would you, can you, will you? Yes, Josiah. Gosh, Blondie, look. I see. They've forgotten we're here. Let's go. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm sorry to break in, but are you thinking of moving over here, Miss Dingle? Yes, my dear, thanks to you. Then you won't be wanting your house anymore. Why, no, of course not. Two houses? Why? Well, I'm sure I don't know. But if you don't want your house, Miss Dingle, you, you'd sell it, wouldn't you? At a reasonable figure. See, we want to build that old folks' home. I won't stand in the way any longer. Set a fair price, and it's yours. Gosh, 
That clears everything up. Uh, wait now, do we want an old folks home right across the road? Oh, now Mr. Courtney, you were old folks yourself not so long ago. What does it matter to you young folks over here? Uh, true, true. Uh, how can I thank you both? Invite us to the wedding. You're invited. Say, thanks. Well, uh, come on, Blondie. I'm coming, dear. Dora, you know, I think they're in love, too. Amazing. Oh, we are. That's how we know that you want to be alone right now. Goodbye. Yeah, uh, goodbye. Listen to that, Blondie. Birds. Aren't they sweet? Yeah, up early, after their breakfast. Hey, what will we have for breakfast? Look, Dagwood, in through the window. Ah, uh, no, Blondie. They're so sweet. Look, they're staring at our picture over the mantel. The picture of the lovebirds. Yeah. <laughs> Say, Blondie, looks like we did a good night's work at that. <laughs> And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled, Minnie and the Measles. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, The Lovebirds, featured the voice talents of Ashley Woodard as Gertie, Carl Zarling as Mr. Dithers, Linda Ewert as Miss Dingle, Greg Coots as Mr. Courtney, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Stuffel as Blondie. This week's episode is brought to you by the Watertown Players. Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. The Watertown Players are on the air every week with new episodes of Blondie. And more productions are always in the works. Be sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you can stay in the know. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you and good night.